What is up, everyone? It is your host, Aaron Canos, back once again with the main man, Chris Terzi. How you doing, bro? Good, buddy. Always a pleasure being here with you. Always a pleasure. It's always a fun time here. <laughs> I love doing this stuff. All right. There's a lot of stuff that happened this weekend, and we're going to dissect every game and all the major games. Let's get into this. First off, we're talking about La Liga. We're talking about one of the probably the biggest upsets that happened this season. Levante beating Atletico Madrid 2-0. Um, really, Atletico Madrid should have won this game. It was very one-sided. You know, Levante just capitalized on two opportunities. One came later in the game when, you know, Oblak was, <laughs> out, was out of his goal. And they Cut just, no man's land. literally no man's land, and just <laughs> passed it in the goal. But, you know, Atletico Madrid had chances. They just couldn't finish today, which wasn't a day. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, it's crazy because they played on, on Wednesday. You know, while everyone was watching Champions League and stuff like that, they played on Wednesday, and they actually dropped points against Levante as well. They ended up tying 1-1 that game, uh, and then they played again, or was it Saturday, and they ended up losing 2-0. So within the last two games, Atletico has dropped, has only gained one point out of a possible six, which, uh, you know, going towards the end of the season, it, you know, or like the mid-end of the season, it does get tricky. This is what you do want to, you know, get as much points as possible, because there are going to be teams that are playing in Europe dropping. But uh, but I agree. Atletico should have definitely won this game. Uh, in the first half, they didn't look too too threatening. Um, didn't really get any clear chances. Most of the opportunities were shot from outside the 18. But as the as the game progressed, we were getting into dangerous spaces. And unfortunately for them, just didn't, uh, it just wasn't the day. So. Yeah, it just wasn't the day. Luis Suarez had a free kick. That yeah. I thought that was a banger. I thought that was going to go in. I yeah. saw it. I was like, damn. Yeah. It hit off right off the crossbar. Yeah. Right where the post, the bar and the crossbar yeah. went. It would. It was awesome. Yeah, and it wasn't like he was from close range either. He was at least like 25, maybe 30 yards away. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah, that was far <laughs> as hell. I don't know. He got that on target, literally almost put it in the top corner. That mm-hmm. was insane. But, yeah, Levante just, I think, has Atletico Madrid's number. But yeah. thankfully, they didn't. They don't have to play him for the rest of the season. But, yeah, you know, if they face him, I guess, another time, they would probably drop points again. But, I mean, hey, props to Levante for, you know, getting the win. Yeah, and it's crazy, too, because uh, um, Atletico actually – did put one away, but it got called off for a foul, um, which was unfortunate. So that would have been one one, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, but the Levante goalkeeper as well had a fantastic game. He was saving everything, you know? everything, saving shots from Joao Felix, Suarez, anyone that was shooting really was getting uh, was getting their 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 shots blocked. So uh, just unlucky for them too, because you know, um, drop playing them back to back, you know, it was definitely tough. But to drop points to a team that yeah gives you a hard time, but Overall, you're a better team, have better players. That is, uh, you know, going into these harder games in the season is uh, is pretty, you know, tough. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, especially when them being the Champions League, it's gonna be hard for them moving forward because that lead that they had early on in the league slowly creeping closer and closer, and right. it's gonna make it interesting on how you know it's gonna pan out in the Liga, and you know, just unlucky day for Atleti. Yeah. Yeah, I did love that second goal though. <laughs> the second goal was hilarious. <laughs> I thought Oblak should have scored. I thought Oblak was gonna score. So Oblak actually could have been. So he went up for the. So it was like the ninety fifth minute. Oblak goes up for, uh, you know, for a last ditch effort off of a corner. It looked like one of the players grabbed him, and Oblak ended up falling. And even the commentators were like, uh, that looks like a PK. But you know, VAR didn't say anything about it. And then Levante is able to clear out the ball and. Well, Jorge de Frutos ends up dribbling past, you know, the halfway line. And instead of, and, and Oblak, instead of 
running straight back to this goal. He's chasing the player <laughs> down the flank, and then the player just snipes it from almost halfway, and it just luckily goes in. But yeah. it was the funniest thing. Yeah, if I saw that, if I I was actually playing and I saw that, I would literally yeah. be laughing. I would have yeah. been like, "Yo, this is like street ball back in the day." Right. Imagine being on the bench; you would just be peeking the whole time. <laughs> I'll be laughing. I would have recorded that and just yeah. post that. I'd be like, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah. And I think if we can all agree that it's really funny seeing goal run mm-hmm. because they're not players that you ever see you know what their stride looks like so whenever you see a goalie it's always looks loads is kind of funny because i don't want to say they're less athletic but you know running isn't their strongest attribute so i, I agree on that <laughs> yeah goalkeepers don't have the best stride when yeah. it comes best form or stride when right. it comes to running right but yeah that was just a funny funny moment in the game all right on to the next game it was Valladolid versus real madrid madrid Coming out with the victory, 1-0. And not going to lie, Madrid, once again, did not look very convincing against this lower-end team. Yep. They, in my opinion, Courtois saved them twice. They should have probably lost. At least. At least twice. twice. Yeah. It was insane. Um, It was like the sixth minute. It was literally like in the box. Yeah. The dude had a clear chance. No one was around him. And Courtois makes a spectacular save. And yeah. I was like, wow. And and I was, no, sorry, I mean, and I was just like, wow. And then they had another chance. Ferlon Mendy, in like the 54th minute, gave a ball yeah. like right into the middle, into the dude's pad, and the dude volleys it, and Courtois makes a brilliant save. I yeah. was like, that dude, that should have been a goal. That was a rocket. That was a rocket yeah. of a goal. But they didn't. But you didn't look convincing again once and again. And you know what's crazy? Both of those opportunities that they easily should have been punished on were up for because Valladolid came out both times, you know, both, uh, both halves. Uh, pressing hard in their defense. They were doing the high press. And as we know, you know, a lot of these big teams, yeah, they struggle with the high press. And, uh, yeah, they should have they should have been scored on twice, at least. Um, like you said, Courtois had a great game. Uh, Casemiro ends up finding, you know, finding the back of the net off a header. He should have had a hat trick of headers, bro. He, before he scored the, the, the opener, or the only goal of the game, he had two, three. He scored the hardest one out of all three headers. Mm-hmm. The, the other one, the two other ones are easy, easy, easy sitters, just to head it away, and he and he missed the target both times. Yeah, I was so shocked. Was, yeah, but yeah, not convincing from from Real Madrid going into the Champions League week. Um, they don't look good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on with the lineup. Their defense is looking shaky. Yeah. They got punished on. They could have got punished on the counter twice. You know, they were susceptible to counters. Um, they're they just didn't look good in my opinion. Like. And like you said, Valderley, they did high-press him a lot. And I think that's what a lot of lower-end teams are going to do now. Because, yeah. like, same with, like, Juventus or, like, Barca. If you high-press them, they force, they make mistakes, and you can just punish them easily. Yeah. And it's just, like, a quick turnaround. And those two changes literally came, they look exactly the same. They Quick turnaround, turnover, and a shot on goal. Right. And... Valladolid actually had more shots on target than Madrid. Madrid only had mm-hmm. one shot on target, and that was the header that Casemiro scored. And it just didn't look impressive for me. And, you know, you're going in Champions League this week, you got Atalanta, who they look like they're in great form. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously it's not going to be easier for Madrid coming in, you know, later on in the season. And I just don't know how they're going to react. Definitely not. And uh, no Benzema this game. Uh, Mariano actually ended up playing for him. Uh, he's just not good enough, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, didn't convince me at all. Literally, when Madrid had the ball, they you know they'd go up, they they have some um, some momentum going up with them, but just no attacking threat really. 
Uh, we definitely saw that Madrid were missing Benzema this game. Um, could have gone, you know, could have smashed by the lead if he was in that game, or at least he would have created more chances. That's the kind of player he is. But Mariano played, you know, he played in that game for him, and again, just not good enough. Yeah. I'd say Madrid midfield also got a little bit exposed. Yeah. You can see Modric not having the step that he used to have, that acceleration. He got taking the ball away from them quite easily for some of the game. And, you know, it's just, you see all their midfield is getting older. Yeah, Modric is sure. definitely getting older. Cruz is getting older. Casemiro is the only young one that's yeah. really in the midfield. But, you know, you see them getting exposed from counters and in that midfield. You know, you, obviously these dudes can't play every game. And, you know, it's going to be hard on them. With Champions League and all that stuff, you got more fixtures. So, you know. Looks like they're going to have to summon out to go to the transfer window and at least get a solid midfielder that can uh, can actually do something. You know? Yeah, I agree. Not to sit the bench or to come in, but to actually come in there and step up and, and change some things. So. Yeah, I agree on that. But, yeah, that was a very unconvincing performance by Madrid. Let's see how they do in the Champions League, and we'll go from there. Just upset they won. I'm very upset they won. <laughs> they should have lost. They should have at least lost or tied that game. Yeah. But on to the next game, once again, Barcelona – Tying to Cadiz, one to one. I swear to God, why do Barcelona do this to us? Why do they do this to us? We should have won. Barcelona should have won this game. They should have put it away, and yet here we are, and they tied one to one to <laughs> Cadiz. To Cadiz. Cadiz. Out of any team, this is like a lower end team, and we tie them. Like, what's going on, Chris? Um, when Cali's defense, or Barcelona's defense, I guess you can say, um, they did pack the, they packed the, they parked the bus, they parked the bus this game, literally gave Barcelona hardly uh, a chance to penetrate that uh, that final third. You know, and we know how Barcelona plays. If someone packs the bus, they just move the ball from one side to the other, wait for that opening, but that wasn't really happening much in this game. Uh, Barcelona had, I believe, it was twenty shots, and only four on target. Cadiz had three shots, one on target. And what really surprised me was the possession. Barcelona had eighty-two percent possession, and Cadiz only had eighteen, which is crazy. But um, but yeah, just not a good game from Barcelona. Uh, and a lot of the things that you know has been bothering me a lot recently is by watching them play both Griezmann and Dembélé. Is they do take that extra touch. When they're in front of goal, when they should just release it sooner or just, you know, take the shot on goal. Um, you know, it doesn't always have to be pretty just as long as it goes in. Just tobo it in or just hit it, you know, place it or something. But they always try to take an extra touch or, you know, especially Dembélé tries to cut back and cut back again and then come back a third time. It's like, bro, just play the ball already or just shoot it. You know, because a lot of the times at that point, the, the, the chance is already gone. So, um just a good performance from Cadiz, though. You know, away from home. They ended up going to the Camp Nou. And they literally had Barca where they wanted them. Only able to score one and then throw some numbers forward. And that's what happened, you know. Langley ended up committing a foul. Um, it was it was pretty soft, but there was contact there. And it allowed Cadiz to, to end up tying the game and at least get a point away from home. So Yeah. In my opinion, Barca just needs something. Like... You have 82% possession. I saw the possession stats, and I was like, are you serious? 82% possession. This team had 18% possession in a 90-minute game. And you can't even – you have to score out from a pen. But, you know, 
You can't even like penetrate. Yes, they're parking the bus, but still, you're Barcelona. You're known for teams parking the bus on you and, you know, getting through that defense and being able to create chances. And, yeah, you have all these shots, but, you know, Griezmann and Dembele, I don't know what's going on. Griezmann, at the beginning of the year, yes, he was playing good. And I still think he's still playing good, in my opinion. But Dembele, I don't know what's going on the last couple games. PSG didn't do good. This game, he didn't do good. So, I don't know what Coleman's going to be, what's Coleman doing or something's going on with the club or something because they did good in the beginning of the season but now when you have all these fixtures and all that stuff the important fixtures coming up they're just not playing to their level that they need to be playing at yeah um i think what else had well also coming back from that four one four one loss against psg you know probably uh ding their confidence a bit that might be why but still you know not you know after you see atletico madrid drop points Right, and then uh, you see Madrid, you know, win their game against Valladolid. You would think, okay, let's go into this and let's, you know, keep the pressure on on Atletico, and we'll make this a, a tight title race at the end of the season. Because at like at this point of the season, they're gonna, you know, everyone's gonna stop dropping points. And unfortunately, if you're trying to to catch, you know, play catch up, that can't happen. And now, you know, Madrid now Barca sits in fourth. Don't even sit in third anymore. Because uh, Sevilla won their game 2-0 against Osasuna. So Barca is now sitting in fourth place when they could have won this game comfortably, you know, having all that possession, all those shots, and, you know, they didn't take advantage. And now they sit in uh, in fourth place when Sevilla jumped ahead and just things get worse and worse for Barcelona. So Yeah, just something's going on in 2021 for them. Yeah. And, you know, something's... It started off good. It started off good. 2021 did start off very good for us. But now it's just slowly... Keep it down, and you know we don't know what's going to happen with them. But hopefully they can change it up by the end of the season. And it was unfortunate for them this game too, because they actually did score two goals. At least in the second half, both were called for uh, offsides, clear offsides. But still, you know, it's just not good enough to 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 tie late in the game when they looked like they they didn't even look like they wanted to score. Well, obviously they wanted to score a second one, but there was no. Uh, What's the word? Urgency. Urgency, exactly. There was no urgency from Barcelona to, to get a second one. They were just comfortable up 1-0, passing the ball around. And that's where that's where they lacked urgency, and they got punished in the end. So Yeah, that's true. That is true. So, switching it up, going to the Serie A. Bro, I think you got this game right. What was your scoreline? Oh, for, Didn't you say 3-0 uh, for the inter? AC Milan game? Yeah, man, I got that one right. You got the AC Milan interview game right. <laughs> and he, I think you got the goal scorers right, too. I did. Uh, I said a brace by for Lukaku. Lukaku. But you one flipped for Lautaro, but it flipped. It, it flipped. There was two for Lautaro, one, one for, for Lukaku. Lukaku. Yeah. But, man, what the hell is going on? Right? Bro, AC Milan, bro, they can't finish. Oh, my gosh. They can't. Hadanovich had a great game. Hadanovich, they have a very good game, but they can't finish. Yeah. Like, they had bulk of the possession. They were moving Inter's defense, but Inter, they just dominated yeah like they took their chance Lukaku's goal was just a counter oh my gosh he just took um who is it Romagnoli on took him on that left you know I mean the thing is you know Lukaku's left-footed yeah and he just passed it like he took him too easily on that he literally gave him his left he didn't try forcing him to his right once literally it was it was funny because if he would have forced him to his right he had support he had like a I wasn't sure if it was one or two defenders right behind him but he ends up forcing him left 
where there's yards of space. You know, we know Lukaku has pace, and he can shoot, you know? And he's a great passer of the ball as well. So it's like, bro, why, why do you give him all that space right in front of him? Forces him to his left, rifles it to the bottom corner. Donnarumma has no chance of getting it. Uh, but yeah, they had a heck of a game, man. Um, they were, I think what helped them too was the was the was their early goal, Lautaro's header, and again going back to how uh, Lukaku is such a great passer, he literally plays the ball straight to the uh, Lautaro's head, easy easy header home, and after that you know that allows Inter to do what they do best, kind of sit back a bit, get, let you have the ball, and then punish you on the counter. So yeah, good for them. It was good for them. You know, it puts them ahead in the lead by a, a substantial amount now. Yeah, it's four points now. And as we know, they're not playing. They're not playing in Europe. They're not in the Coppa Italia final. So they have uh, they have obviously less games than Juventus, who's still in the uh, in the Champions League as of now. And same with AC Milan, who's still in the Europa League as of now. So this is a good advantage for Inter. They have uh, they can kind of they, you know Antonio Conte has literally a full week's rest of figuring out you know what lineup is going to come with, what strategy you know, fully checking out on his opponent. So. So Inter's in a good position right now. Yeah, they're in a good position. I feel bad for AC because, you know, they didn't do well in Europa during the week. And now you lose to Inter in the biggest derby, one of the biggest derbies of Europe. Yeah. You know, that's not a good, you know, you lost to Spezia. You drew in yeah. Europa and you lost to Inter. You see AC over, I think AC Milan overperformed in the beginning of the season. Yeah. And now you're seeing, okay, this is how, the, you know, they were getting all these easy points, all these easy wins. Even though, yes, they beat in, they drew Inter and they were picking up points from big clubs. But now you see, okay, now here's the wear and tear of the season. Right. You know, this yeah. is what this is the this is the part of the season where you want to be at your peak. Right. But I think we're seeing with like AC Milan and Barca and all these big teams, they're starting to realize their actual like performance. Right. And they're sort of plateauing exactly. at that point. And you know, AC, it's. Sucks because you know you're still in Europa. You still can win something. You just gotta play good, and you're still in the race for Serie A. But you can't be dropping points. It's and you know you get embarrassed three nil. Yeah. And they had chances. Ibra had they were Ibra was producing chances for them. Yeah, he didn't put any away. But yeah, like I think what was it? It was like a a span of three minutes when Handanovic had uh, saved two uh, two chances that Ibra had, and then I forget who was the third guy, but he ended up taking a. Taking a shot right at the top of the eighteen, and Handanovic produces an amazing save. So overall, Inter had a great game, um, and they do have a better team than AC Milan, in my opinion. They have a lot more depth, and you know, having all that depth and quality players does help out, help out a lot when you're not playing in any other tournament in Serie A. So um, good for them, but uh, but yeah, I don't think the the league is quite over yet. But Inter would be foolish to let this slip away from them. In my opinion, I agree on that. To be honest, if they let this up great, then this would be the greatest, you know, disaster yeah. that Inter Milan can come up with. Because, you know, you, like you said, they have so much depth. They in like for subs, right. they brought on a Tour Vidal, they brought on Alexis Sanchez, and I'm like, yo, these like these are like, if they weren't playing for Inter, they'll be like playing in the first team. Yeah, they'll be, be playing starting, starting and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and that's just crazy. Because like, you're not playing it. Like you said, you're not playing any tournaments you're not in Copa Italia you're not in Europa you're not in Champions League and you have so much time and to recover and to be able to produce your best team and I think that's gonna help them in my opinion it's not over but 
they definitely have a great advantage 100%. leading into the last leg of the season. Yeah, especially when, when we've been watching games and, you know, talking about it. I mean, Juventus and AC Milan, who are sitting in second and third, aren't playing too well, you know? They should take that, you know, use this as a momentum to just, you know, knowing that AC's in the Europa and Juventus is still in the Champions League, you know, use that to their advantage to to keep catching these wins and to, to keep progressing and making the gap bigger and bigger so that no one touches them. Exactly. So they can win the city out comfortably. But but uh, we've seen Inter Milan bought a little few times. Yeah, they have. But, yeah, but hopefully they can take that Scudetto, right. take from the dominance of Juventus and, you know, have a new reign. That'd be nice. nice. That'd be nice. Freaking, I'm sick of Juventus winning for <laughs> 10 years straight. That's the only thing they win. It's the only thing they win. <laughs> they haven't won a Copa Italia in the last couple of years, so... You know, hopefully they can, you know, interpose it off. But on to the next game. Yo, this game was actually really good. The first the first half was so boring. Oh, but the, yeah. second half, the second half the second half was amazing. How the many first goals did they score the Six. Half? Six, six oh, goals. Gosh. It was Atalanta versus Napoli. Atalanta winning 4-2. And not going to lie, Duvon Zapata might be my new favorite striker. He is killing it. He is killing it in the <laughs> Serie A right now. This man, like, his goal was just brilliant he's a brilliant yeah. striker finish and then his assist to muri i was like muria's goal is the one that i liked a lot i agree muria's um, goal was nice he ends up taking the i think the right back is who he ended up taking mm-hmm. or like the right center back ends up collecting the ball you know ends up doing a few moves on him gets by him and just strikes it left foot upper 90 near post goalie but he had no chance yeah that was mm, it was it was nice and then the thing about that game it was and then he scored that goal it was 3-1 yeah. And then Atalanta literally had an own goal yeah, in a matter of a couple minutes. Yeah. And then Napoli um, made, like, defensive changes. And mm-hmm. I don't know why Gattuso made defensive changes when you're down 3-2. Right. You have – you can still – you're still in the game. Right, Like, yeah. you know, you're not out of it. But he made defensive decisions. And then literally, as soon as the subs come on, Atalanta had a corner. And then they score off that corner. Right. And I'm like, you literally messed up, like, so badly – by making those defensive decisions, and now you're you just lost the game four two. Especially when there's like you know like a few minutes like what like ten minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. That's when you have to put your, you know, more attacking players. Especially if you're down, you know, you can even do that beforehand. But I would throw in. I, w- I would think you'd want to throw in you know like a, a striker or someone that can be creative and you know hope for the best for like the last few minutes. But yeah, I don't know why you would put a defender. That makes no sense. Yeah, I literally was like, <laughs> it was like you putting you're putting in a center back. And I'm like, why? Like, why are you putting making defensive subs? And I'm just, you know, that's the definition of Napoli's season. Like, they haven't been impressive as of late. And, you know, obviously you can't be making those mistakes because you pays. Literally, Adelina scored a goal off your substitution. Right. And now you're like, oh, we just lost the game. Yeah, what made me laugh, though, during this game was seeing uh, Atalanta's manager get sent off. In the first half, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was funny because he was uh, he was protesting for a PK. It wasn't a PK in my opinion, but he was, he was protesting it, and the ref had just enough of it. And you know, you can tell there was a heated exchange of words. Unfortunately, I don't speak Italian, so I can't translate. But but um, yeah, he was he was heated. Ended up getting subbed, uh, sent off, and that's when everything started picking up. Um, but yeah, Atalanta just way more superior than Napoli this game. Atalanta had eighteen shots. Five on target, and Napoli only had four and two on target. And you know, they one of their goals was from, was from a known goal. So, 
not too convincing from Napoli, but I, but not to take anything away from Atalanta because they've been having a great run, playing great games. And like we were talking about earlier, they faced Madrid in the first leg of uh, or in the first uh, was it quarters right of uh, of Champions League. So Real Madrid who hasn't been playing so well. And Atlanta's been playing really well. It's going to be a good fixture. So. Yeah, Atlanta's been good for him. Beating Inter. Well, they beat yeah. Napoli. They beat Napoli twice. Mm-hmm. They beat him 3-1 and beat him 4-2. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because Napoli's not a side to sleep on. Almost with the Coppa Italia, yeah. Almost with Coppa Italia, second leg, and then uh, they just beat him 4-2 on this one. Yeah. And once again, Duvon Sapaka is a baller. He's a baller. He's a baller. Yeah, and you know, Atlanta's one of those teams that's, that's still trying to fight for, uh, for making Europe this year, so... With all that momentum, you know, playing Champions League, hopefully doesn't knock them off. You know, if they get past Madrid, um, hopefully they can still, you know, do well in, in the league. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, Atalanta can uh, can can keep building off this momentum, and I wouldn't mind seeing Madrid get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for later on. We're going to talk about predictions later on in the segment. I was getting ahead of myself. We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but <laughs> on to the next game, which was Juventus versus Cutrone. Was it Coach? Cotron, Cotron, Cotron. But Juventus winning three uh, nil. Ronaldo scoring two goals and Weston, Weston, big boy Weston McKenney scoring. Weston McKenney scoring one. The Oppa- Harry Potter celebration. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it. Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it, but nah. Um, Juve dominated this game, obviously, but Ronaldo, he missed some easy chances. He missed two sitters. Yeah, this man did. could have had a hat trick. You know, he was going for his hat trick. He missed one in the first half. Uh, Chiesa, or both of them were in the first half. Chiesa played him a great ball. It's funny, it's funny too, because Chiesa should have gotten a stat sheet, bro. Chiesa was putting in dimes for Ronaldo, and, and you know, I forget who was playing up top with him, but uh, Chiesa was putting good balls in, and no one put him away. And uh, it was funny, the first time they ended up attacking from the left, or both times they ended up attacking from the left, Ronaldo scores both goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he missed two easy sitters. Uh, Chiesa plays him a good ball to the far post. Instead of going with the inside of his left foot, he tries to go with the outside of his right boot, and literally just hits it wide. And we're like, "What? Like Ronaldo? What are you doing, bro?" <laughs> and then in the second half, the same thing, um, a little bit different. Aaron Ramsey comes in from the left side, takes on a couple of players, plays it to his foot. It was a little bit out of, out of his reach, but uh, Ronaldo ends up, you know, with the inside of his right foot this time, ends up hitting it wide, and we're like, "Uh oh!" But you know, he was already on the score sheet twice at that point, so yeah, both off headers. Yeah, both goals were off headers, yeah. One one was off of corner, and then one was from the left side, chipped in, and then shot. Yeah. Nice header. Bottom corner, yeah, yeah, yeah. bottom corner. It was, I mean, hey, Juventus, they should, we obviously expect them to win this game. Yeah. They're in third place. The thing is, last place, Croton, come on. Exactly. You can't be losing. If they lost this game, we would be roasting the hell out of Juventus, and People Juventus were. would be, ooh, I don't even know how the media would have treated Ronaldo and Juventus if they lost to that game. If they lost to Catrone. Yeah, Pirlo would have definitely been in the hot seat. I agree. He may be still in the hot seat, but... You know, we'll no. see what happens in Champions League. You know, exactly. that's always their... Uh, that's why they... You know, that's why they brought in Ronaldo to win Champions League, but we'll see what happens with them. Uh, easy win for them against Crotone. And, uh, yeah, they actually... With this win, they go from sixth place to third. So that gives you an idea of how tight City A is and how important it is for for these teams to to not drop points so that you know they can stay in in Europe. Yeah, you can't year. be you can't be dropping points Sarah cuz you get paid, you know. You're going to if you drop points, you might go from third like AC Milan. AC Milan was in first, now they're in second and 
Juve has a game in hand, so yeah. they might drop even lower, and Roma could even keep it in there, or Atalanta, they can keep it in there. So you never know what's going to happen in this area, and that's why it's such an entertaining mm-hmm. league compared to all the other major leagues. Yeah, because Atalanta, what, is fifth? Mm-hmm. And they're a point away from Roma, mm-hmm. and yeah. So yeah, it's Inter, Milan, Juventus, Roma, Atalanta. So it's gonna be a good little fight to the end. So uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. So switching up, switching one up, more time. We're gonna be talking about the Prem. Yo, I was the first game talking about the Merseyside derby, and I am disappointed in myself because I thought it was gonna be one nil, and I was so close. <laughs> if freaking Trent doesn't grab. Freaking Dominic Calvert-Lewin in the box, I would have won. I would have gotten it right. I would have, you know, made my money. I would have been. You would have been disappointed. Do you want to talk about disappointment? I'm disappointed. I said Liverpool's gonna win this game. Yeah, you did say Liverpool's gonna win this like, game. Come on. My dad said Liverpool's gonna win this game too. Yeah, so. he did. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that Liverpool. I don't know what the hell's going on with them. They lost four straight Prem games. This is the first time that happened since what 1999. What that Everton win? Anyway. Everton win yeah, happened first thing since 1999. But this is the first time Everton lost, I think, four straight home games since 1923. And I'm like, 1923. 1923. That's the last time they won. They lost four straight home Premier League games. That was what 98 years ago. 98 years ago. Yeah. Jeez. And I'm no, that's over 100 years ago. 1923. 1923. We're in 2021. Yeah. That's 98 years ago. Yeah. 98 years ago. Yeah. That's not over 100. Yeah. Almost 100. <laughs> almost 100 years ago. But man, I have no idea what's going on. What's going on with them? Dude, I don't know. Honestly, they did, and they started off shaky. Do you remember the first play that that happened? Um, you know, a lot of teams do this, especially in the in the in the prem. You know, they start off the, they pass the ball back from the from the halfway circle, and they boot it up to a corner and hope for the best and try to get a corner. Right, mm-hmm. that's what happened. And and Trent and Kabak didn't communicate, and he looked. They both had so much time. No one was really. I would say the closest player was about ten yards from him, or the closing the closest opposition was about ten yards from him. And they headed out for a corner. And literally within a couple seconds of the game, you know, they played a ball, uh, you know, off the corner. They play a ball in, and uh, what's his name, Godfrey? Mm-hmm. He almost heads it away and didn't go in. But, but yeah, not a, not a good game for Liverpool at all. Um, they had some, of the, they had majority of the possession, but, you know, they didn't really create anything too dangerous. Um, and if they did, Pickford was was outstanding in this game. He had great saves. The one that sticks out in my memory a lot was uh, his save on Henderson's volley mm-hmm. um, in the first half, and he ended up you know making a fingertip save. That was a great save in my opinion. Yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, wasn't good enough. Hamas Rodriguez again, little magician, plays Richarlison in for the first goal, um, and Richarlison's been in some decent form. His second game, um, you know. He scored his second goal within the last two games, and besides that, I think it was what seven goals or seven games that he hadn't scored a goal. So things are looking good for him, and uh, yeah, Liverpool looks like they're gonna be out of Europe for me. Really, you're yeah. predicting Liverpool is gonna be outside of Europe? I think so, bro. Oof, that's a bold prediction. Because they're in six right now, right? They're in six, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't. And it, things got worse for them. Henderson got injured. Yeah, and I was about to say that Henderson got injured that game as well. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't like their new sign. I don't like Kabak. Yeah. On that first goal, he kept Richarlison on side. Like you know that he was ball watching. Exactly, he was ball watching the entire time. Like you knew, 
he was botching the ball. Richarlison just made that easy. It was such an easy run yeah. outside outside of the defender's shoulders where you can't see him. Yeah, the little driven ball that was such an easy. With the expectation that Liverpool has such a solid defense, and it's just crazy because in that game they were mainly trying to attack the sides like they usually do, but I don't know what's going on with Robertson and Trent and Salah, Mane. They're just being isolated. Like Liverpool, my thing is with Liverpool, they can't attack down the middle. Yeah, it's always around the sides. It's always Trent, Trent or Robertson making those balls and. Oh, they always play long balls, and it's just like, you know, that's why Virgil Van Dijk is such a good center back because he's able to take it from the center from, you know, being a center back and drive a ball all yeah. the way to like Robertson or Mane and making a diagonal run across the defense. But sometimes I think teams have caught on to that, and it's just like, you know, they're forcing them to go down the middle, and you know they can't do it obviously because yeah. Bobby Firmino can't hold it up you know as a striker as a true nine he can't hold it up he doesn't know how to hold up the play he's like a connecting piece he's like yeah. a center forward essentially right. but you know that's just and then their defense is just so shaky it's oh, so shaky awful. at times it's terrible and like, that's what really sucks because if what what you know every team has injuries right but the amount of injuries that they've had this season is ridiculous you know so I think at this point, you know, obviously you try to get as far as possible in the Champions League. Try to make sure you know. Try to make sure you win the next few games in the Prem. Because I think the next two are what Fulham and uh, uh, who's sitting last? Uh, I think that's oh I know this Sheffield. Sheffield. I believe the next two games are Sheffield and uh, and Fulham. So you hope those are easy points that that they can come back. You know, get from those two games. You know, those are games that they should not lose. So. Next two games in the Prem, they should win those. Hopefully, gain some momentum off of that and, you know, use that going forward. But I don't know. Um, I just don't really see them coming back from this. Because Everton, you know, they're tied with points against Liverpool. And Everton still has a game in hand. So, imagine, you know, Liverpool could easily go seventh any given day now. Um, so, we'll see. Yeah, we'll just, see. Yeah, I just don't know what Klopp's going to do about this because... Yes, you have all the injuries to your center backs, and yeah, it sucks. Hender, you know, the most devastating injury is probably Jordan Henderson being out because yeah. you know he's the captain of the team and he you know drives the team. But you know, it's you know you bring in Kabak, and yes, you have all these youngsters coming in. But yeah, you got Phillips that went in for uh, for Henderson, but mm. it didn't convince me too much. And that PK was wild. Yeah, I didn't know what I don't know why um Trent had to trip him. Like he was on the ground and he trips him. You didn't have to trip him. Allison, yeah. I, to be honest, Allison should have made that first save, but Allison was going to get the rebound. So, yeah. in my opinion, it you didn't have to commit the foul. I think he felt the the knee of Kyrie in the back of his neck, or you know his upper back. He probably got you know because he probably just wanted to retaliate a bit because he felt the contact. He's like, "What the heck, dude?" You know, so he like stuck his leg in his arm up. Didn't work in his favor. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and you can't be, I mean, you can't be doing that in the pen. In yeah. the penalty box. Oh, for sure. You can't be doing that. Especially when there's four. <laughs> exactly. VR are just like, oh, nope. To those Even five. if the ref didn't call it, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a clear PK. Yeah. It was a silly PK, though. Like, could have easily been avoided. But at the same time, I don't know. Kyra Lewin could have gone, you know. I don't know if Allison would have gotten there. Kyra Lewin probably could have. So, but I don't know. Just silly challenge. and Yeah. It's it just Trent and Trent and Robinson, in my opinion, have not had 
the best season. Yeah, this is just what no one no one expected this to happen. No one expected Liverpool to to be in seventh. If anything, you know, it's the same thing over and over again. It's at least in recent years, it's uh, Man City and Liverpool up at the top trying to fight it, you know, and it always comes down down to whoever wins, uh, whoever drops points, or whoever you know loses or drops points against each other. So yeah, that's. But this season has been no one expected this season. It's a different season, so kind of crazy it is kind of crazy <laughs> yeah. so on to the next prem game this game was absolutely crazy oh, west yeah. ham versus tottenham west ham winning two to one jesse lingardino scoring jesse lingardino <laughs> jesse lingardino <laughs> freaking what a g he's in good form hey he's freaking what three goals in four games three goals in four games what a crazy and his goal was actually really nice oh yeah it was a banger it was, was. yeah i was like man that's an absolute banger yeah var thought he was off for a second but yeah because of the player that he thought he passed the ball yeah. but he was he wasn't even off he, he was on even yeah even if he yeah he was off or he was on but even if he passed it to him the guy that didn't touch the ball once it wasn't even in the play so exactly so but good for lingard man but yeah good for lingard but tottenham sitting in ninth Jesus. Seen in ninth. That is crazy. We were not expecting Tottenham to be in ninth place. Especially like, when they were in first not that long ago. Exactly. They were in first. <laughs> they were top of the league. And now they're all the way in ninth. Yeah. Crazy. And that's just crazy to me. And yes, they had a nice goal. Lucas Moore with the header um, near post. That was a good run. Yeah. Um, good ball by Bale um, coming in. Yeah, Bale came in and had, had a good game. Yeah, he did have a good game. And I'm. that's why it surprised me. I'm surprised that Jose doesn't start Bale more often. Like, just put him in. Like he starts his he starts Lana he starts Deli Alley I'm like dude don't put put Gareth Bale in Gareth Bale he can be dynamic and he can create chances he had that one that the shot that he took that hit the crossbar yeah that chipped off the crossbar yeah I was like that was a banger I thought that was gonna go in I was that's like, only a player a player like of his quality would do that like I personally wouldn't see Deli Alley taking a shot hit off the crossbar like that or Lamella even though Lamella had a decent game and he's been playing okay recently but Bale is just a different quality and when when Tottenham after I think with, the issue with Tottenham was is that they reacted too late they reacted once Luka Mora ended up getting the goal and I think it was like the last like 20 minutes they were just you know pressing up top and creating chances um, he Gareth Bale was involved with a lot you know taking players on putting balls in you know obviously like we just said his shot that clipped off the crossbar if that would have gone in dude oh my gosh banger yeah, but, I thought um, it would have been goal of the week Oh yeah, hundred percent. And what was unfortunate too was when, when, uh, <laughs> when Sonny's, I don't know what to call it, a deflection. Yeah, that was like he hit off the defender. Yeah, and then so, he like hit in. Like Harry came out the ball right, and he tried playing it out wide to Sonny, but the defender gets there first. He tries clearing it, but it comes off of Son's leg, and then it goes over Fabianski, and Fabianski's like, oh shit, oh crap, you know, and he dives. He doesn't get there in time. Comes off the post. And I forget what player was right there, um, what Tottenham player, but it just misses him. And then West Ham's able to able to clear it. But unlucky for Tottenham, who have not been having a good season. Jose Mourinho, don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Liverpool and Tottenham, they're both going down to the table. Yeah. And that's crazy because we were not – most people would have predicted they would have been higher up, like fifth, second, first. They would have been in top four, top I understand, six. like, falling down to, like – Fifth, you know, mm-hmm. but to ninth, Jesus. Like, yeah, ninth. Freaking, you have Aston Villa ahead of you. You got Everton ahead of you. Jeez, makes no sense. And it makes no sense. Freaking South. I mean, hey, Arsenal couldn't overtake them, and that's just crazy. And you know, it's just crazy that these two clubs that are so renowned to being in the top six are dropping like 
so far down and we're not expecting this we're just like you know we don't know how to react because we're just like you know what do we do and this is another game that you know uh a team you know like Tottenham or like a Barca or like Atletico like they took 20 shots this game you know 20 shots four on target they had 70 percent 70 possession 70 percent possession of the ball and West Ham had four shots four on target you know 100 percent and 30 percent possession yeah, I think we're so. to be honest. I think we're seeing like a change. Yeah, we're seeing a change in the way teams play. It's more, can you get shots on target? Like you don't have to have bulk of possession. I mean, we know you don't have possession doesn't mean you win the game. You know, that's just fancy, you know, football. But still, it's just like we're seeing more teams play the counter style. Yeah, like West Ham. To be more efficient. More efficient. Exactly. A lot of teams are being more efficient and just taking their chances. And that's, I think, we're seeing that a lot more. Yeah. And I think that's going to continue happening in future, you know, teams and the building of teams. And, hey, it is. Next season, we're going to see Levante win La Liga. We're going to see Atalanta (laughs) win Serie A. We're going to see West Ham win the Prem. (laughs) Oh, my God. What's going on with the world? What's going on with what's going on in the world of football? All right, crazy. All right, on to the next game. We got Leicester beating Aston Villa. It was a good game. I thought it was boring. It, it was very boring. It, <laughs> those two goals were literally it for the entire game. But yeah. you know, they were good goals. Madison and Barnes scoring yeah. each. Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, you know, Leicester obviously winning bumps them up to third. Yeah. Tied with Man United, staying in that top four. You know, that's good for them. Yeah. I, you know. I like Leicester. Yeah. I, I like, like him too. Brendan Rodgers has done a, a good job with him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even though they're not going to catch Man City, but... Yeah. No <laughs> one's catching City. <laughs> no one's catching Man City. Like, it's just crazy, but... Yeah. And what yeah. sucked too for Villa, at least, was Jack Grealish was absent. This, well, not absent. He wasn't in the game. Um, I guess you can say absent, but he wasn't absent in the sense that he played and didn't have a good game. He physically wasn't there. Yeah. So, uh, apparently, he's injured. So, uh, I think that sucks for Aston Villa because they are a team that... That can give the up, you know, the, the the better teams in the prem a hard time. We've seen that all this season, um, but but yeah, overall, pretty boring game. Uh, Madison's strike was a lovely strike into the into the bottom corner. Um, I think Villa's defense actually let down Martinez a bit because they were just they weren't pressing. They didn't press in the first in the first goal or the second goal. And then when Martinez and the second goal, Martinez, you know, he he parries it to to Barnes and he strikes it, but he should have. He should have uh, done better with that one, but come on, you know Villa's literally when you see the replay, when once I think once Barty takes a shot, comes off Martinez, and as soon as it does, um, none of the Villa players react. First yeah. person to react was Barnes, and that's where he got his second goal. So exactly, exactly. But yeah, it was a pretty boring game. But hey, not as boring as the other game, that the Man City Arsenal game. Literally, oh my god, that game was boring. Like. They literally, Raheem, St- I didn't know, I don't expect that there was going to be, you know, a lot of goals. I was expecting a lot of goals, a lot of action. Literally, it was 1-0 Man City. And Raheem Sterling scored, what, like in the a second header. minute? Second minute. It was a header. It yeah. was a brilliant ball by Ruben Marais. I'm, oh, lovely ball. Lovely ball. Literally, perfectly on the head. And it was just, boop, easy header. But I don't know what Arsenal's defense was doing. Like, Rob Honey was literally in between. And Rob Honey's way taller than Raheem Sterling. Yeah. And Raheem Sterling's, what, 5 foot 8? And Rob Honey's, what, six foot something? Yeah, he literally just let him header. Didn't put a body or nothing. Nothing. It was just an easy header for Ryan Sterling. But literally, other than that, 
nothing really happened in the game. Man City had chances and they just couldn't finish it. Cancelo yeah. missed an easy one, went oh, wide. Outside the boot, right? Outside the boot, yeah. and it went wide. They had Man City had chances, but really it was a very boring game. Yeah, I didn't like it. I even watched the, you know, on Thursday I watched Arsenal against Benfica. Super boring. You know, think I was going into that game like, oh, sweet, Benfica, Arsenal is going to be a good game. Same with this one. Arsenal, Man City is going to be a great game. But boring. Look, put me to sleep. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I felt like this game put me to sleep. I was just like, what the? I was like, yeah. Obviously, Man City is always exciting to watch, but Arsenal yeah. just put me to sleep because they literally created nothing. And I was just like, Arsenal, I I want Arsenal to do well, but I'm just like, come on. The Gunners are running out of gunpowder, bro. That's facts. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're running out of gunpowder. I mean, hey, Aubameyang's not, I mean, I don't know what to do. The only player I like is uh, Saka. I like Saka, I like Odegaard, I like uh, Smith Rowe. I don't think he played this game, but. Nah, that was. I don't know. Nah, Saka's a beast. That means an animal. Yeah, Saka's, a, Saka's only. Probably the only positive thing of this season for Arsenal. I agree. <laughs> probably one of the only positive things, but it is what it is. Anyways. Anyways, Chelsea drawing to uh, Southampton 1 yeah. 1 off a penalty. Yeah. And Chelsea had definitely more opportunities, but the crazy thing that happened in the game was. <laughs> Uh, Hudson Adoy, Calum Hudson Adoy, coming in at halftime in 45 minutes and then only gets gets subbed out in, I think, the 76th minute yeah. for um, Hakim Ziyech. And that was a major turning point, you know, major thing that came out of this entire game was, like, why did um, Thomas Tuchel sub Hudson Adoy and not let him play the full 45? Right. And, I'll, you know, we were listening to the... Um, to ESPN commentators and I was listening to Prime commentators like his body language wasn't good and I'm like I understand that but it's like at least you know give him the whole 45 I mean if you sub a player on it's assuming that he you know you're not gonna sub him back off right that's assumed but you know we've seen it happen before but I was just shocked when Tuchel made that decision it's pretty humi- hum- humiliating I agree that's very humiliating um but screw it, you know, he's a manager. He didn't see what he didn't, he saw something he didn't like, you know, like his body language. And if he's not doing what, what he's supposed to be doing, and if he thinks someone's on the bench that, that can do it, I don't have a problem with it. You yeah. know, as a player, that would literally upset me, but what can you do? You know, he's the, he's the one that gets, he's the one that sees everything. He's a manager for the reason he's going to make the, those decisions. And that's not an easy decision. That's obviously a t- tough decision, but I don't know. To be honest, if I was the player, I would be fuming. Oh, I'd be fuming 100%, but what can you do? You know, if I was a player, I would, like, throw shit. <laughs> I'll be throwing, you know, like, if they gave me water, I'll throw it at the freaking water throw boy. It. I'll throw it at Thomas Tuchel. Tuchel's Tuchel, take my water. <laughs> I would flip. I would be like, literally, I was in for, what, less 30 minutes? Right. And you sent me back out? Like, oh. what was the point? It was, like, a warm-up. And then, but, you know, obviously he... He's the manager. We understand that. But still, it's just shocking that, you know, obviously Kalamazadori is a young player. You know, he's still young. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that would hurt him would probably be his confidence. Um, but, you know, we'll see how he reacts. Yeah, hopefully he plays better. I mean, yeah. a lot. Of, I heard a lot of commentators saying, oh, this is for him to be better and, you know, improve his body language. But, you know, some, some players don't react like that. Right. Some players, they just, you know, you take them out and they get mad and... You know, you don't know how your reaction is going to be with a player, but obviously, it's like, Tuchel, it's like a, 
but he doesn't it's not like he's it's not like he plays for like a Sunday league team too. He plays for the Prem. Exactly. Play for Chelsea. Chelsea. Everyone's Chelsea. watching. Exactly. <laughs> so and it's very humiliating. Yeah, very humiliating. But obviously we're gonna see how he reacts to um this and hopefully Tuchel he pre- you know, you may start next game, but you never know. You never know. And then yeah. Man United sending a three one victory against Newcastle. Very easy victory for them. Very easy victory. Uh, Marcus Rashford looked good. Yeah, he this game. Comfortable, comfortable win for them. Yeah, comfortable. Th- that's the thing I don't like about Marcus Rashford. He's so inconsistent. He looks am- he looked amazing in this game. Right. But if you put him against like Man City or, or like um, like West Ham, does nothing. Everton. <laughs> Everton, he does nothing. And I'm like, I love him and hate him at the same time. Because I know you see the potential in him, but it's just like, it's... So inconsistent. It's like right. like we said with Marshall and right. same thing, but it's just the inconsistency is there. But good win for Man United. You know, winning the you know back in second place um, ahead of Leicester by a goal differential. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's a good win for them. Keep yeah. you know keeps it close in the Prem, but you never know. Man City is ten points ahead of everyone, so yeah. we don't know what's gonna happen. But hey, that's the Premier League for you. And then Christian has an announcement. I got a little shout out for my boy. Gabby, you know, he was a little upset with me because uh, obviously this was Derby weekend and <laughs> we didn't talk about uh, Dortmund against uh, Schalke. In our defense, we didn't think it was going to be a great game because <laughs> Schalke is sitting literally last place in the Bundesliga and they got destroyed this game, you know. Yeah, they literally <laughs> got, literally, I watched the highlights and they got annihilated. Yeah, <laughs> killed. Haaland uh, had a great game. Um, I believe he had a brace. Um, I think Sancho had a had a goal as well, and I forget who else scored one. Um, it was Sancho. Yeah. Holland has two. Holland had two, and then oh Guerrero. Guerrero, yeah, he had the easy tap. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, good victory for them. And I know, and Gabby, I know you're happy, buddy. I know uh, Bayern lost three to one away from home against uh, Eintracht Frankfurt as well. So even though Dortmund's not doing so hot right now, you know they're they're sitting in six right now. Hopefully, you know they beat Sevilla in the Champions League. They beat um, um, Schalke in the Derby. So hopefully they can get this momentum and keep building this to 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 move forward. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, love you, Gabby. Keep listening, buddy. Yeah, Gabby, we want you to keep listening to us. So there's your shout out for you're now gonna be on the internet. So and, <laughs> you know immortalized. So there you go. So. Now to the best part, it is Tuesday, so you already know what that means. It's week two of the Champions League predictions. The Champions League is back. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was, that was nice. very in unison. Yeah, that was probably the best one we've had. I think we'll, I agree on that. that. I agree we'll on build that. on that. We're, we're, we'll build. We're, I think we're good on that. Right, so, first game that's going to be happening today is probably one of the bigger games. Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea. Yes, sir. Christian. Tell me, how's it going to go down? It's going to go down with an Atletico Madrid win. Ooh, my guy. Atletico um, Madrid win. Yeah, Atletico plays home this game. Um, Chelsea has been in good form as well. Uh, you know, they haven't lost yet under Thomas Tuchel, so this will be their first loss, in my opinion. Um, I think it's going to be... I'm going to go with a 2-1 win for Atletico Madrid. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, not going to lie. Um, Atletico Madrid, like we said, versus Levante, they should have put away their chances, and I think they're going to... You know, not miss any of their chances. Um, Chelsea tying to West Ham to Southampton, one yeah. one. Obviously, that's not going to do them well. Um, they have chances as well, but you know, I just think Atletico Madrid's probably the better team. Yeah. Than Chelsea, so I'm gonna say Atletico Madrid's gonna win. Probably two 0 
Yeah. So on to the next game that's happening on Tuesday, which is Lazio versus the reigning champions Bayern Munich. Um, personally, Bayern just looks unstoppable. I think, even though yes, they did lose this weekend. I mean, Frankfurt has had their number. I'm not gonna lie, Eintracht Frankfurt has had their number this season. So, I say, you know, even though yes, they lost. All that (laughs) stuff. You don't see Lazio beating them. I don't don't see Lazio. I mean, Lazio. They're very. If Chiro Mobile shows up, then I say he may have a chance. He may have a chance, (laughs) but um, I say Bayern is gonna win this game. I'm gonna say two one. Bayern wins 2-1. I say Bayern for 2-1. All right. I'm going to go for a Bayern victory over Lazio 3-0. 3 Gee, you're going yeah. all out. You're saying Lau is going to go in? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Lau is going to go in. Um, yeah. yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I don't think he's going to have a hat-trick, but he's definitely yeah, he's going definitely definitely to the way. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go 3-0 win. Bayern's going to beat Lazio. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. So, on to Wednesday's games. We got Real Madrid, Atalanta, Atalanta versus Real Madrid. Um, to be honest, Madrid hasn't looked good. Atalanta's in better form. Personally, after the upset, baby, I, I'm feeling the upset. I'm. I think I'm gonna go with the upset as well. I'm gonna say Atalanta is gonna beat Real Madrid. Three one. Three one. Oh, I'm gonna say. Three, I'm saying right. Duvan. <laughs> du, that big boy Duvan Zapata is gonna freaking <laughs> kill this shit. He's gonna kill this game. He's gonna absolutely destroy Damn. Madrid's defense. You must love Zapata because you never give a three one <laughs> prediction. I never give three one prediction. I was gonna go with the two one. <laughs> Damn three one. All right. I'm gonna go with Atalanta wins this game two one. Well, okay. Yeah. Big boy Duvon Zapata. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with your boy Zapata. Duvon Zapata. Let's go. Yeah. And the last game that's happening in the Champions League is Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Manchester City. Mönchengladbach. To be honest, why are we even doing this? <laughs> why are we even doing this prediction? I'm going to go with the upset. You're going to go with the upset? No, I'm just kidding. No, no way. No, hell no. <laughs> We've been raving over Man City for yeah. so long. I'm no turning back. I'm saying Man City's winning this easily 4-0. Four and no, all right. Dang, bro, you you going in with these big boy, guys. big bull predictions. I'm gonna go with the three now. Okay, I'm gonna keep it safe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what I say is Manchester City has such you know an arsenal of weapons, and yeah. you know I'll think Mönchengladbach. Mönchengladbach barely got in by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. So that group is wild. That group was crazy. Yeah. So they barely got in. You know I don't know how they're doing in the German league. They're not doing so. I think they're like sitting like eight. Yeah, so you're facing the best team in probably Europe. So <laughs> good yeah. luck. You know, I say, you know, Man City's just gonna annihilate their team, and it's not even gonna be close. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, especially with Kevin De Bruyne being back and and all that. I don't yeah, see. You have a healthy Man City, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, Gladbach sits in eighth place right now. Oof, jeez. Yeah, I'm not seeing. I have not been in good form either. Lost two. Have lost two and tied two of the last. Uh, Five games, so yeah, I'm not seeing a very good return on. Not Glock. looking good. And Manchester City is currently on an 18 game win streak, so 18 wins, bro. 18 wins in a row. Crazy. So I'm saying they're extending that to 19. Oof, 19 wins. 19 man. wins. All right, all right. Those are our Champions League predictions. We hope you enjoyed this episode, Christian. Any final words for the people you want to say? KTP baby. KTP baby. We love y'all. Stay safe out there. And peace.